and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast podcast. It is um, November uh, and I, the world is insane. Um, but, but I will speak to you no matter what. <laughs> um, so today's blog is called Don't Step on My Exit. I will tell you more about it. Or maybe I'll just read it to you in a little bit. Um, just a heads up. Uh, I am going away on a um, retreat residency um, to do some writing to edit my novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will not have my microphone with me um, because it is heavy and I do not want to carry it. So um, I may... The podcast may go on a little hiatus. What I'm going to try and do is record a couple of others um, before I go. Um, so, so I may be speaking to you from the past, but in the future, um, shortly. Um, but there may be a few weeks uh, where you don't get a podcast. So I apologize in advance if you miss me. Also, there's a lot kind of going on in the worlds of arts slash entertainment slash the the business as people who work in show business say which is ridiculous and I don't tend to think of myself as working in show business but it, it kind of it kind of is there is no business like show business you know what I'm saying um anyway there's a lot going on and I am kind of writing around it rather than write on it because I can't. <laughs> but there, if you're waiting for me to say some stuff about that, don't worry, it's coming. Um, this blog was written probably a month or so ago. So um, we're behind the times here in terms of the, the piece itself. Um, although I think it all relates. It all relates. Anyway, so here we are. This blog is called Don't Step on My Exit. It's about, well, you'll, you'll hear what it's about. Why don't I read it to you? Here it is. Don't Step on My Exit. This guy I'd never met before was being kind of a pretentious dick about the theater we were standing in. He clearly felt he gained some status and authority from working as an usher at the place. What he didn't know because this is a big old organization, was that my friend and I had also worked there for over a decade in the education department. So I told him. And it gave him pause, which was the desired effect. I'm not a big fan of the status game shit, unless it's it's an actual status game in an improv context. Those status games I love. But I'll play a status game if I have to. As the evening went on, more talk of the theater we were in emerged, and when I was asked how I happened to no longer work at this fancy theater, I joked that I stormed out in a huff. To be clear, this is not the case. It was a playful reframing at my own expense, not the expense of the institution. It was my hope to make it clear that I left with a sense of righteousness and my dignity, and that it was not some other kind of parting of the ways— but this little joke came back to haunt me over the course of the rest of the evening. The first time was when he told someone my parting of the ways was acrimonious. 
I corrected him immediately. I said explicitly that it was not acrimonious. All parties were respectful and measured, and no one bore anyone any ill will at my parting. I told more of the story. I emphasized that my huff was my own sense of self-righteousness and nothing anyone did to me. Not to say that the things I was mad about weren't justifiable, but I recognized that I was the active agent in a moment. I saw my leaving as heroic, and to hear it reframed like a messy divorce made me mad. But I corrected the mistake and then moved on to enjoy the drinks at the bar. An hour or so later, I heard him report once again to a new arrival to the party that I'd had an acrimonious parting at this theater. I corrected the implication again for the new arrival, but I recognized that this guy was going to talk about my acrimonious parting forever, no matter what I said. And here's why I hate that and why I wanted to tell you about it. It felt like such a clear example of someone changing my story, something that happens all the time, especially to women and people of color, and changing it in such a way where I was no longer the hero with a powerful exit. I thought I had a story like that air steward who pulled the ski patch and slid down the invadable slide to quit. But now I was in a story where I was just a pain in the ass ex-wife. And the fact that this guy still works at that theater and seemed to enjoy the telling of the story he made up made me worry about all the people I still know there with whom I have good, respectful relationships. I know how these stories get around. I'll explain my concern with the story of another job I quit. When I was in my early 20s, I was working at a theater that suckered me in by telling me I'd be playing a leading role in a big play, and then when I arrived, stuck me into the box office six days a week with a small chorus part on the occasional evening. It was one of those theaters staffed almost entirely by similarly suckered young people, and in the house we all lived in, the others told the story of the one who came home for lunch one day, packed up their stuff, and never went back. This person was a legend. Everyone seemed to admire their heroic departure. Everyone told the story again and again. I left that theater myself after two weeks, though not in a cloud of mystery. I spoke to the artistic director. Yes, the one with the veil of rumors about his behavior with young women. I talked with him once after the first week when he told me I should meditate, and then again when I definitively decided I was leaving. Even though the artistic director tried to get me to stay, he finally conceded that if I was going to go, he couldn't stop me and to get on my horse and ride. I packed up my car and drove out of there. It was a sexist and racist place to work, and I was glad as hell to escape into the sunset. Fast forward to my acting job in a different state. In the new company of actors, there was an actor from the city where I'd just left that shitty job a year before. I told him I'd worked briefly in his city at that shitty theater, and he said, that was you? You're a legend. This was a year after the fact. And this guy didn't even work at that theater. Stories stick around. They can spread and grow until they cease to have anything to do with the source. And you know, I liked how that exit story came back to me from the other state. That actor's story about me supported the vision I had of it. His story was like mine, in which I was the hero 
who rode off into the sunset, inspiring others to follow. But back in the present day, this new story of my acrimonious split at the Usher's Theater makes me angry because it takes away my agency in it and does not reflect my experience of leaving a place to make a stand. It frames me as a woman in fatal attraction instead of Karen Silkwood or Aaron Brockovich. I left that theater on principle, and I'm hearing it reflected back to me as a spat. Repeatedly, no matter what I say to correct it. And he will tell his version of his story at work, and he might tell it often, and I don't know what it will be by the time it comes back to me. And this happens to women's stories all the time, all the time. Wondering how it is that no one believed women when they came forward with their harassment and assault stories? This is how. This is how. There you have it. And um, I hope that the, the vagueness of the locations of both of the theaters referenced in this does not detract from your experience of the piece. I'm happy to tell you what both of those theaters are in person. Um, it just feels like I don't want to particularly malign either of the places at the moment. Um, when they do something real shitty, I'll be happy to malign left and right. I mean, not to say that one in, well, it was in Tennessee. I'm not going to, I'll say that much. The one in Tennessee was pretty terrible um, in a lot of ways. Um, but I don't really feel like throwing them under the bus right this second. Uh, so, yeah, two theaters, uh, one I, both, both of which I no longer work at. <laughs> so um, what I have for you today for a podcast, I will recommend to you the History Chicks because they tell women's stories and they are ladies telling stories uh, about women's stories so they they usually look at uh, an historical figure and uh, explore you know the kind of mm, historical perspectives on that on that person on that woman um I really uh, yeah I think it's a good one it's a good one it's just these two you know women who who do a lot of research on all of their subjects and um I've learned a lot actually from it uh, I listened, I discovered them because I was doing some research on a play and they did a podcast about Victoria Woodhull. So I listened to that one pretty, pretty carefully and closely. Um, and, you know, I didn't discover a whole lot of things that I hadn't known before, but I did discover a few. So, you know, they, they do, really do do their research and um, I admire their skill. So if you're inter interested in, in history, especially, um, you know, the, the forgotten women of history, uh, the History Trick, history Chicks is the podcast for you and me. And for a song today, I was thinking about learning um, a song called Reunion by the Indigo Girls, which I actually linked to in the body of this in the blog version because um, they have this great line about, you know, driving out of there with no one behind you. And they drew, and I drove out of there with no one behind me, feeling funny and free. Um, it's great. I love the song. I really do. And I will, I, I will learn it for you one day. Um, but I actually had a different song in mind um, for this one. Um, it's, a, it's a. I was thinking about you know quitting being thematically important here. And uh, there's a song that I have loved for a very long time uh, by Suzanne Vega 
called The Queen and the Soldier. And I like that it's, I I feel like this song had a huge impact on me as a, as a young person in the sense that like, it's not your typical story. Um, the power dynamics are different than you usually run into in a folk song um, or, you know, in, in movies or TV or whatever. So uh, there's something about that that I really appreciate and have always, I feel like has always made it made a difference in terms of my aesthetic approach to things. So I tip my hat to Suzanne Vega, who has had a huge impact on me. Um, so here is her song called The Queen and the Soldier. And it is a damn good quitting story, even if it doesn't quite work out the way it's been planned to. Soldier came knocking upon the queen's door. He said, I am not fighting for you anymore. But the queen knew she'd seen his face someplace before. And slowly she led him inside. He said, I've watched your palace appear on the hill. And I've wondered who's the woman for whom we all kill. But I am leaving tomorrow, and you can do what you will. Only first I am asking you why. Down the long, narrow hall he was led into her room with her tapestries red. And she never once took the crown from her head. And she asked him, I see you now, and you are so very young, but I've seen more battles lost than I have battles won, and I've got this intuition says it's all for your fun. Now will you tell me why? While the young queen, she fixed him with an arrogant eye. She said you won't understand, and you may as well not try, but her face was child's and he thought she would cry but she closed herself up like a fan and she said i have swallowed a secret burning thread it cuts me inside and often i've bled and he laid his hand then on the top of her head and he bowed her down to the ground and tell me how You are living here alone and you are never revealed But I won't march again on your battlefield And he took her to the window to see The sun was gold though the sky was gray And she wanted more than she ever could say But she knew how it frightened her and she turned away He said, I want to live as an honest man, to get all I deserve and to give all I can, and to love a young woman who I don't understand. Your Highness, your ways are very strange. But the crown, it had fallen, and she thought she would break. 
And she stood there, ashamed of the way her heart ached. So she took him to the doorstep and she asked him to wait. She would only be a moment inside. And out in the distance her order was heard and the soldier was killed, still waiting for her word. And while the queen went on strangling in the solitude she preferred, the battle continued on.